everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the topic of originality. What is originality and is anything truly original? And to join me today on this wonderful topic is Derek Lane of The Last Word Podcast. Thank you for joining me today, Derek. Thank you for uh, putting that uh, message out on Twitter not too long ago where you were basically saying the people that you wish to collaborate with because I had no idea that you wanted to collaborate because this could have happened a long time ago. <laughs> well, your podcasting schedule and my podcasting schedule is really crazy, so I'm happy we're able to make this happen today. Definitely, definitely. So, Derek, um, before we discuss originality, um, could you tell my listeners a bit about your podcast and yourself and how you got into podcasting? Sure. Well, my name is Derek Lane. I got into podcasting. Well, let me backtrack. I'm the host of the Last Word podcast. I got into podcasting because I've had a lot of people come to me for advice. I'm that guy in my circle where people will come to me with their issues and I would give them solid advice. And a lot of times the people I was speaking to, they did not apply that advice. And that's fine. Like, you don't have to use everything that I say. That's that's cool with me. But I was like, I'm saying something that I think a lot of people could really use. And then the podcast kind of transitioned to the fact of like, I've gone through a lot to kind of um, build myself in the sense of personal growth. And I've attained a lot of different levels and a lot of different achievements in life that I wanted to pass on to people to help them grow through their journeys of personal growth. And these are kind of landmarks that you would experience. These are things that you would see along the way. And so here we are, the Last Word Podcast. Awesome. And guys, I listen to it personally, and it's a wonderful podcast. You definitely need to check it out when you get a chance. <sighs> so, Derek, we are talking about originality how would you describe originality? You know, originality is such a loaded question and something loaded to define. So on the grand, you know, on the basic context, originality is just something, you know, a breath of fresh air, something different, something that we have not seen before. This could be in tech, media, it, any genre that you can think about, originality is often think thought about as something that is just brand new. Right. Um, just something different and never done before, like your own signature mark on the world. But today, um, courtesy of this documentary, we both had the privilege of seeing originality isn't exactly as original as we initially thought, is it? That's correct. So like the documentary uh, that we watched, uh, correct me if I'm wrong about the title of it, uh, Everything is Remixed. Is Was that the title of it? Yes. Okay, perfect. Everything is Remixed. Basically, the gist of the documentary was that nothing is necessarily original. Everything is a carbon copy of something that came before it with certain tweaks to the way that it was done before. 
Is that along the same lines that you you gathered from the documentary? That is along the same lines as I gathered from the documentary. And it kind of got me thinking, like, I remember um, many people refer to this um, quote. I don't know if it's a, a ingrained quote, but some people would describe, like, the founding of our country or the world to be a melting pot. And after that documentary, um, that whole meaning of the melting pot has a lot more meaning to it. Um, and not just by our cultures, but everything really is a mashup of different ideas. So it's really hard to um, classify your own ideas as specifically your own, because each of our ideas had to have come from somewhere. Correct. So I want to know, prior to you watching the documentary, what was your definition of originality? My definition of originality was taking something ordinary and adding a different twist to it. Um, for my, I'm a really creative individual um, from obviously this podcast and what, this digital um, arts that I'm studying in school and poetry. So um, I'm always trying to add my own different twists to certain elements of my personality. Um, particularly in poetry, I like to take like something as simple as a tree. And it's like, it's not just a tree, it could be a myriad of representations uh, that are not specifically designated to a tree. So um, that was my take on originality before I saw um, the documentary, but when you think about everything, like movies, music, culture, sampling, nothing really is original. Like, for instance, even our own names aren't original. Like, there's probably 500 other people who are named Derek, and there's other, like, 800 people that are named Dion, like Dion Warwick or Celine Dion, or <laughs> I don't know any other Derek. Oh, Derek Jeter. There, there's one person. <laughs> yes, yes. So. So it seems that your idea or your definition of originality wasn't changed too much as a result of the documentary. Not exactly. I guess not exactly. I just, when they broke down everything that, um, like not even, they it, just to give you guys some insight, they broke down the movie Star Wars and apparently that's not even fully original. Like, the best movie of all time was only possible because of the predecessors before it. Like, uh, what's movie they... Ah, I can't think of a movie they mentioned when in comparison to them. I want to say there was one, like, The Space Odyssey. Um, I can't think of the other movie comparisons they made, but they made a lot of comparisons... Um, as far as where the original context of said idea comes from. Yeah, they did. And I was rolling with a lot of the ideas that they were saying. But then along the way, I found myself disagreeing with it. From the standpoint of true, there are templates that were created and provided before. So when we talk about sampling, when you spoke about music, I think about one of the most notable samplers of our generation, and that's Kanye West. Kanye West would take a, uh, a sample of like Shaka Khan 
and turn that into a song like Through the Wire. And that's an original work. Yes, it has that sample, but it is a sped up sample. It has his drum pattern that's on it. That's I that's identifying who Kanye West's sound is. So along the ways, yes, it was taken from somewhere, but it was built on it. And then if we go back to the start of time, the start of history, and like the documentary highlighted was that on a cellular level, we're all the same. We came from one uh, very prehistoric cell, and we were just created off of that. However, Dion, there is only one Dion. There is only one Derek. There's only going to be one version of ourselves. Even if we replicate ourselves through uh, children, they will not be us. Yes, there are things that will shape their identity. There are things that will shape their beliefs, but they are still who they are. And one of the greatest things about being a parent is seeing how your little ones are exactly who they are from the moment they come out. My youngest son, when he was born, he came out with this attitude with the world. He looked at every doctor one by one who was standing around. There was about five medical staff members standing around when he popped out and was welcomed into this world. He didn't cry. He just looked at them with this death stare one by one. And I told my wife, I was like, oh God, we have a problem on our hands. He is going to have an attitude. He is going to be a bullheaded individual. Fast forward four years later, that's exactly the little person that we have. We didn't shape him for anything like that. That's not my dominant personality. That's not my wife's dominant personality. But he is exactly who he is, despite being replicated from my wife and I. I love your um, example using your children, because even though they do have, you know, your eye color and your hair, they are their own person. Like you didn't know he was going to have an attitude or be shaped in the way he is like I love how you utilize that as an example and I'm trying to think of and well I guess I can use myself um from a, a different perspective um as you just eloquently put it there is only one me um my birth um wasn't the exact same birth as everybody else in my family I can imagine um for instance even though we both support each other's podcasts I'm just gonna give you a refresher onto who I am um when I was born at least for the first two years of my life um I couldn't hear her talk um there was no explanation actually there there are plenty of explanations, but I'm not really going to go into that because that's my own family story. But um, there was, there's no way of um, interpreting why that was. Um, according to the doctors, I was supposed to be stupid, retarded um, because of all the many health deficiencies. Um, my father um, refused to believe that. And 25 years later... I obviously breathing, talking, have this awesome podcast here, um, graduated high school with a 3.0 GPA, had like two or three scholarships. So 
um, those doctors who, oh, this child is probably going to be retarded and dumb. Uh, yeah, they need to whack themselves over the head because I ended up being <laughs> an awesome and brilliant, smart individual. So um, as far as I lost my whole purpose of me saying that story, but well, right, because I'm different. That was the whole purpose and the personalities and originality. Um, I came out of the womb differently. Um, my parents or family couldn't have foreseen what was going to happen when I came out. So I was already kind of considered to be a miracle child um, simply because of me overcoming so much, like simply being able to talk and prove everybody wrong. And that's where it ties back around and it circles back to the thought that originality does exist. Yes, when it comes to creativity, kind of like what the documentary was kind of talking to. But in this moment and in your story of what you said, your story is original. No one else can have your story. I don't care if you have a an identical twin she will not have the same exact experiences, the same exact story as you. And that's where I had to, that's where the documentaries kind of started losing me a bit. And it brought me back to the ways in which I try to define my originality when I was younger. I used to think that being original was being eccentric. I was into music before I got into my professional life. I was into music before I became a podcaster. That was my number one passion and love. And I remember all the times that I would meet with uh, certain individuals when we were going to create a project or something. They wanted something that was different. They were like, oh, we just want something a little bit more original, something that didn't sound like what was on radio at that time. And me, in my mind, I used to always think that, well, original means weird. I think I have to be more Lady Gaga-like. I have to be more Gwen Stefani. <laughs> and, <laughs> and in those thoughts, I was being so unoriginal because I was being like something else. And it brought me to the fact of, like, if I am just myself, that is enough to cover the box on being original. That's why I believe your podcast is so amazing because you are original. No one else can come up with a heart's warrior because your purpose is true to you. No one else can come up with the last word by Derek Lane. That can't happen. And that's original because we are who we are to our core. Yes, podcasting is a medium that is not brand new. Speaking on a microphone is not something new, but the stories, the the way we are able to reach people, that's brand new. That is not a carbon copy. But see, I knew you were going to be the per perfect person to discuss this topic. Because I've wanted to discuss this topic for a while, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to discuss it so eloquently as you. Just like you said, there's only one Dion, there's only one Derek. There's only two specific individuals who can explain this topic. And here we are. <laughs> Thank you. Hmm. I'm trying to think of something else to discuss because it seems like we covered the concept of originality. Um, we did 
a bit. But for you, you know what will be, I, I kind of gave my personal uh, journey about um, finding originality and defining it with myself. Define originality for yourself. What did it mean for you to come into your own originality? Because you brought up your story about high school and that is one of the most traumatizing experiences an individual will go through because you are trying to find out who you are in the world and there's different clubs different groups different sects that you can identify with and you're like well where do i fit in talk about your journey to originality okay high school (laughs) and 20 well i graduated high school in 2014 so that would be uh, I can't do the math in my head. That's either eight or nine years ago, give or take. Um, high school. Um, high school, as far as finding myself, um, ninth grade, new environment, really shy, really nervous. Um, I went to Lakewood High School, which is a local high school here in St. Petersburg, Florida, it's a high school that is not known for its good reputation. <laughs> so the fact that I was at that school, um, I guess, could be um, unfortunate. <laughs> but um, I took um, me attending that school in stride. Um, the first part of high school, I didn't really do much to find myself or fit in. Um, I was just lucky to not get my head thrown into a trash can (laughs) which um I know those are typical high school cliches being thrown into a locker and everything um luckily none of that happened to me um so I was pretty fortunate um not junior sophomore year um I got part of the journalism program um, so I guess that would be how I slowly found my niche in far as school goes and finding my interests or expanding on my personality. Um, I've always loved writing. I've always been passionate about it. So sophomore year, um, I got part of the journalism program. Um, I continue being a part of that program for the next two years of high school. Um Clubs, um, I didn't really join a lot of clubs, though I tried. Um, I did sign up to be part of homecoming court, which was probably the stupidest idea I've ever had. But um, that particular year, which would be 2011, um, I finally sort of became more into my own. I realized that through um, my spiritual walk and my faith that my life does indeed have a purpose and that um, I am perfect the way I am and I do have a reason for living and that my existence is important. So through that little epiphany moment, I thought I should take more risks, be more bold, be more social. So I decided to, what's more social than being on homecoming court and making a complete fool of yourself? So I signed up, I made posters, I handed out candy, I walked out on stage during the assembly. Um, I didn't win, but um, that was like a high school memory that I can look back on and say that I had the guts to actually do that. Um, 
fast forward. Was there any other high school moments I was a part of? Um, no, um, I I was part of the Mochai Cultural Advisors Advisory Club. Um, although that club didn't really do much um, for my high school. We were supposed to, you know, help others in the community and leadership, but that club wasn't exactly popular. Um, the real hallmark of my high school existence, I guess, is simply being part of the um, journalism team in the school newspaper of my high school. Um, I was a reporter. Um, I wrote, like, different types of stories. Um... I interviewed the students, the faculty. Um, there was a segment called I Tried It, um, where the reporter would try something new for the first time and then write about it. Um, I personally did that segment twice. Um, the first segment was um, clay art. I would have to, you know, make some clay and art, like in that scene goes with Patrick Swayze <laughs> and Demi Moore. Um, and then the second time I wrote the piece, I did belly dancing, <laughs> which was pretty fun and exotic. Um, I think there's a picture, if you look hard enough on Google web archives, to, you'll be able to find the photo. But um, towards the um, end of my journalistic um, journey, I guess, which would be senior year, I was awarded the I Tried It Queen because I was the only reporter on staff that actually did that particular piece twice. Um, so I guess journalism and writing is how I really found my niche in high school. Um, I hung out with my friends. I was social. Um, I volunteered at my church church with the um, youth community specifically. Um, I was helping young um, middle schoolers with their faith journey and to remind them that, hey, they are important and they are there are people who care about them and try to apply um, what they're going through in life with some spiritual advice or how I would um, handle that said situation they are going through. So, um, I completely, you were asking me about my originality and I completely um, lost sight of the entirety of no, the question, I you, think. You actually did not because I wanted to highlight. And in this moment, I want to give you your flowers because your title, Hearts Warrior. I don't <laughs> think you understand how much that applies to your fearlessness. That is something that has me drawn to your podcast. That is something that I would work with you any given time because for myself, it took me a while for me to stand on my own creativity and stand on my own personality and live in my own originality. But when I hear you, you knew exactly who you were from the start. You will try new things. You will put yourself out there, not in a fear of a failure not to try to win like a few weeks ago you got into the poetry or the spoken word comp competition and you don't mind that type of exposure and putting yourself out there because poetry is such an intimate art and an intimate form of creation where you have to share it with other people and it takes me back to Erica Badu in the in intro of one of her songs 
where she says, keep in mind, I'm an artist and she's sensitive about her stuff because artists don't really want to be judged, even though we we want to, we create, but we don't really want to hear the negative stuff. We want we want nothing but support. We want people to understand where we're coming from. But you always have been someone that says, hey, you know what? I believe in this. I believe in me. And I'm going to make it happen, period. Yeah. That's... <laughs> See, you, uh, you're such an awesome person because the way you're describing me doesn't sound like me at all, but that's actually how other people perceive me. So I should probably start believing people <laughs> because, I mean, I'm just being who I am. Um, last year, um, specifically, I guess, is when I really started taking, um, trying new things to a whole new level. Um, obviously, I got diagnosed with diabetes. That was a huge drastic change. And we're in the middle of a virus when it occurred. Yay, I get to <laughs> experience a virus and be diabetic at the same time. Yay, that could potentially kill us all. That was a fun new experience. <laughs> but um, it was because of that experience that God gave my life more purpose. Again, I always see things as happening for a reason. Um, I try really hard not to see things negatively. Um, that's just how I was brought up. And that's one of the gifts I've been ingrained into me. Um, and that's probably why I'm such an awesome person. But either way, um, it was because of that diagnosis that gave me the opportunity to change my perspective. I was a really picky eater. Um it wasn't until my diagnosis that I got a chance to explore different types of foods and, you know, try new things. And if I hadn't tried new things and if I hadn't been diagnosed, well, I simply wouldn't be here. <laughs> and um, um, to further along the other new um, areas of perspective, I... Obviously, we were conducive to our home, so we had to try new interests and explore different things. Um, I started putting my poetry online in spoken word videos. Um, that was a new um, bracket of creativity for me to explore, projecting my voice. Um, I am ashamed to admit this, but I got addicted to the TikTok trend. <laughs> in the midst of the pandemic. I so I was a real I was a real TikTok junkie. Um but I luckily got out of the TikTok um junkie spectrum until I started this podcast obviously. So now I'm promoting my podcast on TikTok. But um just to fast forward to now, um I started this podcast because I wanted to help others voices be heard I wanted to uplift people's spirits because this pandemic is really negative and crazy and unfortunate and sad and many people are experiencing many emotions they're actually experiencing them alone most likely as saddening as that is to come to the realization of so if my podcast shoot or even your podcast could help um bring a sense of comfort like a big warm virtual hug 
then that is what I want to do. So, trying new things or trying new interests have definitely been a hallmark to this past season. And also, um, it emphasizes my whole mantra as to what God's called me to do. And that's simply be a warrior for change. And that's basically been my tagline for all my social media handles, apparently. So, yeah. So, I think we hit it all on the head as far as originality goes, your journey, the documentary, your viewpoint on how it actually never wavered before and as a result of the documentary. And just hearing about you, because when you release this podcast, I'm going to promote it as well. So your story, I'm glad you provided it as well, because you you allow my listeners to know who Dion is. So I'm glad that you were able to, even though we had this little tangent where we were talking about originality, but it kind of talked about, you know, high school experiences and things that led you here and why you are now podcasting. It provides the, the, the perfect backstory for who you are and why everyone should be listening to you. Oh, you're going to get me tongue-tied and emotional off of my own podcast. See, I knew this conversation was going to be awesome, which is why I was so nervous about it. <laughs> uh, um, let me think if I can come up with an icebreaker question, even though you're such a fan of my podcast. Mm, I'm going to change it up. If you could have a superpower, but you have to make up this superpower. You have to make up the superpower. It can't be an existing superpower. If you could have a made-up power, what would it be? Now, when you say it can't be an existing superpower, do you mean that it cannot be any of the major ones like Superman being able to fly? Flash being really fast. Is that what you're meaning? Yes. Hmm. I'm going to make it difficult for you. Yeah, that is actually pretty difficult. But if I had any superpower in the world, that would be to affect change through my resources or abilities, whether it is from the podcast My biggest thing that I want to do is close the digital divide in the black community because the pandemic, referring back to what you said, put a spotlight on how many people in underprivileged and and low socioeconomic communities don't have access to computers, don't have access to broadband internet. So if I had one superpower, it will be to affect change. Whatever is on my heart and whatever I see that is of a big issue, I wish I had the superpower to change it and make it better. Wow. Um, first of all, I think you already have that superpower. That's so beautiful. Um, usually I have a go-to answer, but in this case, it would be a made-up power. Um my made-up power, which actually sounds really silly compared to yours, would be um, for this podcast. And I'll, I'll be I'll be a little generous and share some love to the other podcasts. 
for my podcast and any podcast to be heard across millions of galaxies that have yet to be discovered. Oh, wow. I had no idea you were going with it. I like that. I had no idea. When you were saying that, I was like, okay, she's going to say across the world. And you just took it to different galaxies. I like that. <laughs> Intergalactic podcast. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you're cool. transcending international borders and you're going intergalactic. I like it. <laughs> well, Derek, I don't have um any final words, but I know how your podcast always ends. And normally I like to end my show, but I'm going to send the torch to you and have you wrap up the show um today and let you end this episode. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so you're going to throw the ball in my court. If this was an episode of the Last Word podcast, how I end every episode, I provide a last word about the discussion that we had today about what is the most notable or the biggest takeaway someone should have from the discussion that I had in my podcast. And for today, I think the biggest takeaway someone should have is be fearless like Dion. Be yourself because in yourself is where that originality lies. No one can remake you. No one can remix you. No one has lived your experiences. Your experience is original. And that originality is what we need in this world. We don't need a bunch of followers. We don't need a bunch of me too's. We don't need a bunch of people who are just trying to be liked because they know that it works. Be fearless. Be like Dion. Be original. And how do you be that? You be yourself. Wow. Beautifully said, Derek. Uh, thank you for joining me. Truly, truly, this was an absolute honor. Thank you so much for for having me on. And one of the most important things, I hate Twitter. I really, really hate Twitter. That is the platform <laughs> <laughs> that I am on the least. But you know the thing that makes Twitter work for me and, and worthwhile is when I sign in on Twitter and I have notifications, I usually trick myself to think, oh, wow, somebody stumbled on my page and they're actually following me. No, it's you promoting everyone but yourself. You promote my podcast on Twitter more than I do. And I appreciate that so much. I'm glad we are able to have this conversation so I can thank you personally. Not send a tweet, not send a DM, not send prayer hand emojis. It is to tell you, Dion, I thank you more than you can imagine. I'm happy to help. You have an awesome podcast and you have a catalyst for change and positivity. And of course, I'm going to promote that in any way I can. Thank you so much and continue to do great things, D. Thank you to all my listeners. Stay healthy, stay safe. Stay true to who you are. Don't be anybody else. And 